to another episode of the three wise guys podcast it's your boy luke i'm here with delapo and that is it for today <laughs> it's just two wise guys coming yeah yeah, yeah. it's okay the the, the the three musketeers well you know what um you know one direction broke up like eons ago we're and not one direction now- for sure whatever but like each of the <laughs> members are finding the most success they ever have um, well, I think it's only Harry Styles. <laughs> <laughs> well, Yo. like Zayn okay. had his like time. Like, yeah, he had his time. He definitely had his time, and then he right. had kids and got fucked up. And mm. I don't know if you remember, but um, Liam did. He have did. A couple songs that popped. Yeah, he, he had some hits. I remember. I remember he had the hits. Okay, well, I choose to be Harry. You can be anyone else. <laughs> <laughs> See, you know, you know, Harry was like, you know what, y'all, you you go and like. I'm gonna see what you guys do and uh, see how well you guys do, and then I'm gonna just do the things that you didn't do like do. as good. That's good. Yeah, I'm glad he has not gotten associated with any woman, which is what his boys did. And uh, yeah, I'm joking. That was that, that's not the reason for their. Yeah, I was gonna say I'm that. a hater. I'm a hater. A oh, minute man. and thirty in, and we're <laughs> the slander is coming out. It's already already, but nah. All right, let's go. Drum roll, please. Oh, okay. Man's insisting on a good joke. Yeah, now this is my last barman joke, but after this, we'll find a new category. But let's go. Oh. Okay, I heard it. Yeah. A blind man enters a bar and finds his way to the bar stool. Okay, big whoop. Yeah. After ordering a drink and sitting there for a while, this is a blind man, by the way. So he makes his way to the stool, and then after, you know, ordering a drink, he's been there. He's chilling. He can't see. He tells the bartender, yo, you want to hear a blonde joke? The bar immediately becomes quiet because, um, you know, it's a blind man talking to him. You know, no one can see him. He can't see them. And in a deep, husky voice, the woman next to him says, before you tell that joke, you should know something. The bartender is blonde. The bouncer is blonde. And I'm a 6'2", 200-pound blonde with a black belt in karate. What's more, the fella sitting next to me is blonde, and he's a weightlifter. The woman to your right is a blonde, and she's a pro wrestler. So think about it seriously, mister. Do you really want to tell that blonde joke? Blind guy says, nah, not if I'm going to have to explain it five times. (laughs) 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 Oh, man. Yeah. Oh, my God. That's that's so No, no. It was. It was was great. It was great. It was a great joke. Uh, 
Bro, you know, um, you know, even you telling me that drink, uh, that uh, joke, it almost reminded me of like the classic like jokes that I feel like I used to kick the shit with with the kids like in grade like four or five. Mm Because those were just so funny. Like back in the time, like, oh, your mom was so fat that when she walked past the TV, it was the next season or whatever. Yeah, (laughs) bro. But I feel like kids aren't really on that anymore. They're not. They'd be talking about. Yeah, I don't know what ended the Yo Mama era, but that was definitely an era when I was like maybe like eight, nine. And I remember, like, I have this vivid memory of coming from my. So, like, on Sundays, like, I would after church, <laughs> and I used to be religious and shit. Well, I really didn't have a choice. But, anyways, um, moving on from my trauma, after church, I would go to my friend's house, like, you know, to go chill and like have fun. And then later in the evening, they dropped me off at mine. And I remember a particular car ride. Like, back from my friend's house, like, three of us were sitting in the car. His mom's driving us home. We're, we're in the back. No, actually, it was two of us, and we're cracking your mama jokes. And we're going, keep in mind, his mom is driving. And then I remember, like, you know, we're just, we're like, it was, it, we started off super mild. Because, you know, that's how it always starts. Like, the jokes are always, like, super mild, and then they just start getting, like, fully disrespectful. And it was like, yo, your mom was so fat. Like, you know, like, some shit like that. Like, you know, she was walking past TV next season. And then it got to, I believe it got to, like, your mom was so ugly or your mom was so dumb. And then his mom just, like, stops the car on the side of the road and looks back. And he's like, what is wrong with you people? <laughs> like, I have heard you guys say, your mama this, your mama that. What is wrong with your mamas? Don't you know your mamas love you and you're blessed? Like, she's just fully coming up. <laughs> Yo. Oh, no. And then when I remember, all I can remember is, like, after she finishes going off on us, like, we're quiet. For a second there, because, like, we just realized, like, what just happened? Like, you know, like, we're out here fucking taking the shit, like, fully forgetting, like, the person whose mama I'm trying to diss is just, like, driving me home to, like, my house. And then, like, I remember, like, like we just end up, like, laughing about that. Like, obviously not in the car while his mom was there. <laughs> but, like, we ended up just, like, laughing about that for, like, I remember, like, months and shit. Like, it was just, like, an epic story. Like, you know, like, cracking your mama jokes while... Like, someone's mom is actually, like, in the car, like, you know, like, driving. Like, you know, it's pretty crazy. I'm just trying to think, like, what would, like, what would you expect, like, your mom to do if, like, you were cracking your mom with jokes? Like, is that a mom reaction or, like, you know, is she bugging or, like, your Yo, kids just I, not crack your mom with jokes? No, nah, dude, that is not happening. That is not <laughs> around my mom, bro. Like, <laughs> like, only, like, I feel like sometimes, like, again, like, because we live in North America, it's, like, there's, like, a little bit of a divide because sometimes I'll be talking about, like, my childhood people like okay you know honestly i I just want to say this is the worst like if we're out having drinks and then i'm telling a story because i think it's funny and then it starts to result in this thing where you're like are you okay Okay, like yeah like geez (laughs) progressively like Like, uh... What's this scenario, bro? But I fully had like some friends, and uh, as a like, growing up, now we we would kick the shit and talk about the stuff. But our parents didn't knew each other, and we were all like ethnic to the point where if I fucked up at this other person's house, their mom would fully be comfortable beating my ass. <laughs> like... Oh my goodness, yeah, yeah, you hate those. <laughs> so that's like... that's the end of that. But um, no, I was yeah. gonna say, D, because we were talking about earlier, you you were alluding to the fact that you had a pretty rowdy weekend. Uh, fill us in. Uh, Oh man, 
rowdy rowdy is a great way to describe it um so yeah like this weekend uh david o okay who i have recommended a bunch of times to the listeners fuck you guys if you have not gone to go listen and i love you guys that have gone to go listen but like honestly yeah, yeah check him out nigerian superstar he was in toronto he just kicked off his his we rise by lifting others tour uh so his first yeah that's what this name of his tour and then his first date was in new york and then on friday pulled up in toronto history i know you guys had been there what a beautiful venue <laughs> like i remember Arya saying the exact same thing i remember like i just went outside and i was like whoa like this place looks so cool and like you know with the big screen and like his face there and like the sold out sign so like that was super dope so like the good thing about like someone like David O, like David O is like probably like one of the three biggest like artists to ever come out of Nigeria. There's like Whiskey and Burner Boy is when people like this come, like Nigerians from all over, like Ontario or like you know the like thingy come in, and this can be one of two things. <laughs> <laughs> okay, this can either be great. If you love seeing people, love seeing your countrymen or have friends that you haven't seen in a long ass time and, you know, you might just end up seeing them or, you know, it's just like one of those things where it's like, yo, every other Nigerian in the like in Canada right now, like this is something I know they'd be interested in. Or it might be like some people in the world that uh, don't always have the best of relationships or the best of goodbyes with other people. And events like these, it's just going to put you in a building with, like, 17 of your ops. <laughs> like, <laughs> that all know each other, that all don't know each other, but all know you and all don't like you. So, now you have to be fucking, like, you know, navigating a maze. So, I'll be happy to report that I was smacked there in the middle. So, um, there were a couple ops. I usually, I don't have ops. It was just people that, you know. I might say hi to, and they might, you know, give me a dirty look. So, like, if you consider those ops, I do. Uh, so, yeah, there was a couple of those. There was a couple of people that I was uh, afraid to say hello to because I was afraid of the way they would react to my hellos. You know, they might not have. Um, no. I mean, you don't have not... to dig deeper into that specifically. Yeah. Just know I am a saintly guy. I did not do anything more than ghosting a couple people. Okay. <laughs> that, that is the okay, only that's that is the only thing that can result in all this ops. And then it was also great just seeing like people I hadn't seen in like years. Like I saw someone I hadn't seen since like grade nine. I didn't even know niggas from Canada. You know what I mean? It's like this is a huge hall, so it was just random. Like you just see people everywhere. So that was like really fun. David was out there. He performed really well, which I was kind of surprised about because, like, people always – this reputation he has of, like, being a bad performer. But he really? performed really well. Yeah, like, uh, people – I don't know. People – internet, right? This is why I don't don't always listen to everything on the internet, people, because people lie on there, too. He's a great performer. The band was great. Um, I, I found out that, yeah, like, I don't know. Like, Dave concert, I was really lit and, like, you know, like, we're sitting down. But here, I was standing for so long. Like, halfway through, I got so tired. I was, like, over it. I don't know, but like it was a great concert, though. Great music. Nope. And then, sorry, go ahead. But you can kind of see what we were talking about earlier, where like history is probably like not the best place to get a booth because the yeah. spots are. Yeah, like they're all on the mezzanine. Yeah, like no, nah, like yeah, it was. And like people were like all crowded there. Like I was on the floor and it was good. Like, you know what I mean? I had a great view of the stage. Like, I like how much, like how big it was. Like, it was sold out, but like it wasn't like sardine packed, if mm. you get what I mean. Like, there was still space to move around. Like, you could easily go to the washroom and come back to your spot. 
like wherever it was kind of thing. So we did that. And then, um, so David was going to have an after party and that was going to be at the at a hall. So like, like whoever the promoter was rented out at hall instead of like a club. And it was like, it was like going to be like 70 bucks to like get in and two grand for like a booth. And like I was honestly considering this, like, I was like, I was going to be good for it. Like, you know, I was like, you know, I was going to be down. I just needed other like-minded individuals to come with me. And then like, I got some advice from some people that was like, it's going to be like with a bunch of fans, like people trying to like secretly record snaps and just going to be cameras in your faces. Just go look for a club and shit. So me and my boys, uh, you know, we hit up a couple of my friends and we're like, yo, we're doing this. They're like, all right, cool. Let's get a booth. So we ended up getting a booth in a place called Vaughn. Like, in, no, not a place called Vaughn. Like, the city of Vaughn. Like, it was a club, like a Nigerian-ish club lounge. I don't know if niggas know Vaughn, but Vaughn is, like, yeah, outskirts of Toronto. There, so. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, outskirts of Toronto. So uh, we ended up getting a, a spot, like, a club there. And then one of the cool things about seeing people that were your long-lost friends the concert is like, oh, you're like, yo, like, if you're trying to chill with me, I'm talking about women here, not men, okay? <laughs> like, <laughs> by the way, talking like, if you're trying to chill with me, like, uh, just pull up to this club. Like, that's where we're going to be at for the after party, right? Like, that's like the whole concert thing. It's like, everybody's talking about the after party, like, you know, like, immediately yeah. closes. So, we're like a little bit of a crew of like, maybe like five or six, like, at least like moving with me like trying to hit the after party. So we come home, we pre a little bit. So we come home, concert ends at like 11. Oh, that's early. We, yeah. I mean, yeah, I remember like last concert, Dave went to end at about like 11, 1130. So yeah, like, okay, and, uh, yeah, like if it starts at like, if doors open at seven, okay, I, I don't want to be there past like 12. Like what the fuck are we doing? But anyways, and then like we end up coming back to mine and then we pre for a little bit and we ended up heading towards the club at like one one thirty. <laughs> too so this is like a lounge club so it, it goes on till like six seven so like we're just like always just get there Christ. like sorry like five like 5 a.m like i left at like four and they were still going so like maybe five yeah still so, dude holy shit yeah so it's like oh we just need to get there like before the bar closes so we can order all of our bottles and shit like we already paid like for some of it like a deposit so we end up going there it was a blast we had a huge booth like just a bunch more people like yeah a lot of stuff you know some a lot of great stuff happening and then um yeah we end up coming back home and like you know 4 or 5 a.m it was, it was a blast of a night like essentially niggas started drinking at like 7 p.m the pre-started like 5 36 for the concert so yeah and then we end up literally getting back home at like five it was just it was a whole it was a whole ordeal it was great great seeing people great vibes i was tired as shit I am not as like young as I thought I was. I don't know, like yeah, as yeah, because yeah, I feel like I got drunk, sobered up, got drunk, sobered up, and then got drunk the third time, <laughs> like like you know, like all this man, <laughs> like it was just like a lot, and I was just like fuck, like goddamn. So yeah, no, but it was it was a great weekend. It was a great weekend. Got to see a lot of people that I loved and like you know like fucked with, and then um, yeah, Saturday went out as well, but like uh, this was like like College Street, some some cool spots there. Uh, yeah, not as eventful as Friday, but it was cool too. Got to see some beautiful women. That was great. And then there was like a street festival in Little Italy as well. And then yeah, I stopped by that on Sunday. So Jeez. yeah, this was a yeah, this was a we outside kind of weekend. I'm I was exhausted. Uh, 
yeah, but it was good. It was good fun. It was good fun. Spent a lot more money than, you know, I needed to, but it was still great. Like, that's how you know you're having a good time when you're like, oh, spend money. Sure. Yeah. I don't care about it. It's worth it. <laughs> so, yeah, I did that. And, like, yeah, go. I mean, maybe going to the bar, the 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 other club instead of the Vito's, um, like, after party saved you the rest of the oh. weekend. Because you yeah. probably, yo, you would have blown a stack, I guarantee you. Like, guarantee you. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. I, I was just thinking like thank god ari and i went out there because depending on our level of intoxication oh man sure you know niggas would have been this is you know sometimes man sometimes like i, I just want to give you and aria credit and, and i don't know I, your, your greatest weakness is your also also your greatest strength that's all i'll say because these dudes are fucking well but you sometimes when you go out you just have to be around the right people to do like the right dumb shit because yeah. If like if you guys like said we should have done it, I like I said I was the one pushing it. My other friends were trying to be sensible and be like, "Yo, like no, like we could go to this club and have as good as a time. We don't need to like go do this." But I know with you fuckers, like it would have been it would have been the exact opposite. And it's funny how like I'm that way to my friends, and then to you guys, I'm that guy where you guys are always suggesting shit that just involves us spending like just a boatload of money. Right. And I'm like, guys. Like, we don't need to do this. Like, there's a more affordable option that is probably just as much fun and doesn't, like, involve us just spending cash because I, I feel like Aria wants to reasons. know what 15-year-old tequila tastes like. You know? <laughs> like, it's just like... Come on, though. Are you, are, are you really not trying... Like, you know what I mean? Like, this is like, 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 think about it this way, okay? Like, oh, this mm-hmm. is some real out-of-pocket shit. Like, people be paying like billions like it's not billions oh but like God. maybe like a million dollars for like a 18 year old virgin like i'm just doing the same thing except i'm paying for an 18 year old virgin spirit like you know this is mm-hmm. that's the, I, i'm just going in my lane right now that's i'm glad that's awesome. where you landed that plane okay I was, I was i was trying to be like where are you going with this but take off a shaky take off a shaky it does, you know, my, it does. My, my medium right now is is, is not women so it, it's it's food man so like i mean i'm I'm more, much more likely to be spending exorbitant amounts of money. On, and by the way, when we move downtown, like I, oh I, I hope God. you understand, I fully allocated like $300 per month just for me to go and eat out by myself to like discover and like build my palate. Like hey, I fully have been doing this planning, and that is in my goals. That 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 sounds like productive. I won't like like that's that's like you like for people who don't know, Luke is like a chef. So like I can see how that like is like, can be seen as an investment. So I wouldn't count that as like you know trying to get bottles so that like women can come to your booth and drink your alcohol for free, and you might have a chance I mean, to have sex with them. That could be an investment in another. <laughs> I like that. I like that. But I was gonna say, like this whole this whole weekend, in me, um, figuring out that I might have ops, or at least in my head, like kind of brings, <laughs> kind of, <laughs> kind of brings like my question. So, like, this this is something like you guys can do. So, like, you have sexual relations with a woman, right? Okay. Situationship whatever everything's cool it's all amicable whatever all right and it ends okay and you guys move on with your lives all right and now you don't know her situation and you see her at some point in the future and maybe who knows maybe you know you're having fun right now and you're fucking some people or maybe you're not but you see her and you're like damn you still look good like like do you should you fuck again 
or should you just like you know like let it go like okay so like i want to phrase this better like okay this is what i'll do let's say you guys ended things because she wanted to make like your situationship defined define it and make it a relationship and you wanted to keep it a situationship so you guys parted right. ways but now you end up seeing her at some point in the future and like god damn it you look beautiful and i'm still trying to you know situation but uh you know like i know you're on some relation but like you know should you like is there a way of like approaching the situation like you know where you can still eat your cake and have it like you know i don't know like i don't know like do you do you get do you get my question i, I get what you're saying but i would say the answer is you can either be a authentic person and maybe oh, not fuck. get what you want because like i guess the first question i was going to ask is have has their perspective changed and do they just want a situationship now because well, if that's the case obviously you're not doing anything wrong right well i don't know so the, the real the real question here is like i see you you look great now i want to fuck Okay. Like that that's really I guess that's the base intent. And you're that's like, the base intent. Like I don't right. even want to know your situation. I just want to fuck. <laughs> right, right. Like how do you how do you go about this in a polite way? And like and and further, I'm gonna push this question a little bit further and so like like it's just more engaging and you can give me a full breakdown. What if you don't care about her situation, you wanna right. fuck, you go ahead, she's down to fuck. You fuck. What do you do after? Do you text her? Do you try and fuck her continuously? Or do you just let it go and not talk to her? Like, what are the dynamics in this? I don't know if it's talked about enough. And I know niggas go through this. Like, some girl that you used to be with in the past, you guys just happen to run into each other again. And, you know, the sexual tension is gone. You guys fuck. And, like, now, like, the question is, how do you, like, do you keep going forward with, like, you know, trying to proceed with this situationship like because you know again you know like you're in a situation before she I, wants a relation so like how do you proceed like as a good like you know not scummy man how do okay you- so first of all if if someone wants something and you don't want that same thing but then you play off the facade that you want that thing you'll never oh. be able to do that as like a good man what do you mean i didn't play off anything we just both no i'm not saying this is you yeah okay i'm saying like in this in this story that didn't happen both both people just wanted to fuck right so i'm saying like okay there are situations where it's blatantly bad and you're a bad person there's situations where you're doing the right thing and then there's gray areas and gray areas tend to especially in this context lean more towards the bad and the good so (laughs) First of all, like I I would like to say the ideal situation, but it it, it doesn't happen. The ideal situation situation is that maybe they're more aligned with what you want now. And that's also what you want. And then you guys are just able to pursue that naturally. Right. There's nothing wrong with two consenting adults doing things that they both desire. Right. And, you know, maybe that changes down the road. Maybe like, you know, she thought she wanted this. And then down the road, she was like, oh, I actually did want something longer term. But then that appears down the road. It's not like something that she knew off the bat, right? So that's totally okay. But I don't think that's the situation here, right? So mm. let's say the situation here is that she probably does want something more long term. But, you know, just given the flow of the nights, uh, you guys are vibing. And then, you know, something ends up happening. And then afterwards, she's like, hey, like, you know, my mind hasn't changed. And you're like, okay, I respect that. You know, 
Uh, like I, I like I think you know what happened yesterday happened organically. Like it doesn't have to happen again just because I don't want that going into the future. But That'd you know, be I wish well, that's more of like a gray zone, right? Mm-hmm. But uh, even more, I guess, akin to your situation, gray zone would be that happens, and then she's like, "Well, I don't know right now." But you kind of know she's leaning towards a relationship thing, but you don't say anything, right? Yeah, yeah. And then, and you're not obligated to. That's why I'm saying this is a gray zone because you're not actually at fault. Like, I'm that I'm not saying that at all. But I'm saying you're not also being the most responsible and respectful person you can be, right? Like at the same time. So, know. what would be the most responsible and respectful thing? I, I'm I'm gonna say this, and maybe like other dudes will hear this and just call me a corny person, and I, that's probably also true. It would be just to talk about it. Like I'm just the type of person where if I sense that the vibe is somewhere, I'm just gonna talk about it because I'm dense. Like I don't like playing these games, right? Like, but I'm not saying that's what most people do. I think most people don't do that. That's just in my mind what like no. a responsible person. Yeah, would do. you're right. You gotta you gotta you gotta put everything. You gotta put everything out on the table and be like, hey man, like. So, like, it was great that, you know, we got together, you know, last time. But, like, just wanted to let you know I'm not looking for anything serious. Like, I'm cool with us being friends and just talking. And Right. Maybe, maybe you could even, like, leave him more in the gray zone there, right? It was like, hey, right now, I don't want something serious. I do know that I enjoy spending time with you. And if we want to do more, if you want to do more of that and we see where it goes down the road, like, we can do that. But just know that. In, in this present moment right now, like in my mind, I'm not imagining I want something long term. Okay, so and I have more questions. Thing, if, she, if she's like, and because like, here's the thing, right? Like I've said this in the past. And if she actually wants something long term, she'll literally be like, because I've had this set back to me, like, I don't want anything unless there's a commitment like right now. Mm. And it's like, okay. Right, mm. like, sort of thing. Mm. But yeah, I, I was going to say, I, I'm going to be honest, bro. Like, I'm going to say this with the undertone of the modern dating landscape, in my opinion, is just fucked. Like, it's yo, just the crazy it, thing. This man said it's fucked. I was going to say, the crazy thing is, it's like, this is not even like dating. This is just, I think, one of the issues, the issues was like, like, fucking people, like, like you fucked in the past. Because it's like, now that you get back, like, I don't know, like, she hasn't mentioned it, but like, the thing is, it's like, you know, like if it was like a one night stand or something, it's like I have no obligation to really like pursue a conversation with you. You don't know. No, but like if it's someone that you've been with in the past, it's like, you know, like, oh, there's some familiarity there. Like, you know, let me just at least say like, hey, what's up? How you doing? Right. You know what I mean? Make sure you're okay. But then it's like, how long does this conversation need to last? Like, I don't want to like, you know, I really just don't want to talk to you. It was really, it's really a one night stand with like a familiar person. Do you get what I mean? Like, right. Nah, there's like, no, there's no, yeah. You said, but that's what. Didn't. But I think you understand there's no like hookups that happen without conversation unless you're in extremely intoxicated, which at that point, it's like very questionable what the quality of that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Be. No. Yeah. No. This is post. That's this is post hookup. This is post <laughs> right. hookup for sure. Yeah. But here's the thing. Okay. I, I want to take a step back here because I think I was kind of more talking in the context of that conversation. Like for me personally, I know I've said this to you and Aria many different times, but I feel like I've never fully said this explicitly. Like I'm joking about revisiting the watering hole. Like for me, if it's done, it's never happening again. Like at least the the most I can do because I feel like I've also never said this, but you and Aria probably know this about me. I'm actually an extremely competitive person. Like if I put my mind to something, there's like, like, I will not say it out loud, but, like, in the back of my mind, I'm not going to lose, like, in, in any context. I, like, I'm 
I'm going for the win and I'm not going for like, I'm not like a team that just because I'm up by 40, I'm not going to play till the bell. Like I will kill you by like 60, 80 points. I don't care. Right. Like if it's actually a competition, that's it. And it's like for me explicitly, especially if something ends not on my terms, I am never revisiting that no matter what, just because I am a petty person, bro. Cause I'll be honest, that is the type of like, but also just like as a, as respect to myself, especially mm. if I didn't have control over that situation and it ended, mm. I'm not going to go back on their terms. Like now I'm like living on my own and like, I'm going to be doing that to my terms. It's probably a fucked up thing, but like, that's just who I am. Yeah. I don't know that that's a fucked up thing. So I guess my, my question would be, what if it was your decision to end things? It would depend on whether or not I regretted it into the future. What's up to this point i haven't yet but i feel like if i have ended something and i regretted it maybe i'd be willing to but so so point, like in my situation here i'm saying the regret is oh this girl looks fucking beautiful right now <laughs> like it's right, not like you but, regret you're just like fuck there's a beautiful right. but, girl bro, here like, in that with. state my seething like anger towards myself would be like no yeah i would, I would rather go home and just jerk off now fully fuck so like I guess this is something that needs to be like I guess broken down, and I definitely love to hear Arya's. Like, would you ever fuck like fuck with someone that you had with in the past? So I guess like it's like no, you don't like double dutch, or like you it's know, like I feel sloppy like seconds or I, what would that be? No, no. no at times, I would think that I want to, but like ultimately, I never would, and I never have. That's my point. Yeah. Like, I never have fully. I have had opportunities to, but I I just won't because to me that chapter has ended. You know what I mean? Because here's, I guess here's the other thing I'm saying. Maybe your situation is different from mine because I would imagine if for some reason or happened in a very organic way, I would be open to it. Because I think that's what you're saying here, right? Like, you yeah, this is this one. one. Yeah, this one was kind of organic. This one was definitely right. organic. I know what you mean. But like, I won't lie to like, this has happened in the past. Like, this is not the first mm -hmm. person I've been with. Like, and sometimes like I can like, if we just happen to see each other again and like, yo, like, because at the end of the day, you know, there's some girls like you'll see them again after you've had shit, and they, they don't want, they don't even want to like kind of like you with the seizing hate. You just don't yeah, even want to yeah. see oh, you or oh, talk girl, to girls you. Are the exact same yeah, too. you know, you know what I mean. Like, so there's there's usually those, but then in my head, it's like if we had something that ended, and like and I just come and say hello, and you're down to fuck again. Like in my head, I'm just like, oh, sheesh, whoa, ding, 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 ding. <laughs> Honestly, that probably and that might be problematic. Man. Does it though? Does it though? That that might I might just be taking advantage of people. <laughs> it depends on I, where you're coming at it from, but I feel like if you're coming at it like let's say from the standpoint of like, oh, I'm just like way beyond this, and like this is like I'm gonna do this because I want to, but it doesn't yeah. mean anything, right? Like yeah, if that's your perspective, then like yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but yeah, no, it's an interesting topic. Yeah, I just gotta gotta learn what is the etiquette on you know going back to hook up with people you hooked up with in the past. <laughs> <laughs> what, I, like, but also as a male i guess like in general it just means less too you know yeah, what i mean like I, yeah. I, I would i would fully like kind of bring that into the picture as well um and all this to say like i think maybe the root of my perspective is just that i'm a sentimental person and there's as much as like even like with like just very like quote-unquote routine like hookups like even that like it's hard for me not to i might not be emotionally attached to that person but i'm emotionally mm -hmm. attached to the fact that like Oh, this is gonna 
I thought about what I was going to say, and it just sounds disgusting. <laughs> say it, say it, say it, say it, say it, say it. Like, it's, it's like, it's more of that, like, I, the thought of, like, me giving myself to someone else. Like, you know what mm. I mean? Almost. Like, that mm. has sentimental value to me, like, because I, I see it as a very intimate act, right? Um, but, interesting Jeez. enough, on, the, on a similar topic vein, Something I was thinking about this week and talking to my sister about was like, you know, daddy issues. Like, you know, that's something that's really big in the world, but we never talk about mommy issues. You know, yeah, well, it's interesting to talk about that. Right. So I'm like, is mommy issues a thing? What do you 1, think are characteristics of like mommy issues? Um, and yeah, like, let's just take it from there. This is funny because, um, who. I want to ask a question. No. Yeah. No. Ask a question. Do you think mama's boys, mommy's boys have mommy issues? Yes, actually. Yes. Yeah. Okay. And, and it depends on the degree, but like there's a little bit of underlaying tones to it. Mm, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I know. I know a decent amount of mama's boys. Okay. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> yeah. So like mommy issues is 1000% a thing because there's a lot of mama's boys and there's a lot of dudes that just i don't know I, and this might be a leap so correct me if i'm wrong anyone like you know just you know i feel like some dudes that don't know two extremes people that go guys that don't know how to treat women and guys that place women on pedestals i feel like mm -hmm. are two people that have like mommy issues and this is just like my synopsis i don't know if i've read this anywhere or like and yeah i'm open to being wrong i just like the first category is like people like dudes that have just like been overloved by their parents, like by their moms and like their mom's opinions are like the most important things in the world. And they see their moms as gods. And this is, this actually comes, it's going to like, I'm going to save it for, for later, but I have something to speak to about like more broader to like both moms and dads about that. Like, you know, see place, placing parents on pedestals is kind of what I'm going. So they see their moms as gods and, as better than like men or like as better than everybody else. You know what I mean? And they just can't normalize that vision of their mom. And they transfer that to any other woman that they love, where it's kind of like before you and anything, like I'll do almost anything and everything. And then, you know, sometimes ends up clashing with, Oh, how many women can you do anything and everything for? Well, it's just one at a time. So now you got to choose between mama and your girl. Right. Mm -hmm. So like, you know, there's, there's those, there's those where it's like, yo, like, you know, just always seeking validation from their moms. I think that's like some people with like mommy issues. It's like, yo, your mom's just like another woman. And then there's the exact opposite. This is my opinion, by the way, the exact opposite where, you know, uh, you know, some people just, you know, probably never felt love <laughs> for their mom and <laughs> from yeah, their no. mom or like, or at least the love that they felt was, you know, a different type or not what they wanted you know, like talking love languages and stuff. And all of a sudden now they don't know how to treat women. They don't know how to receive love. They just, you know, they don't know how to handle like female opposite attraction, like, or opposite like interactions. And all of a sudden they just base everything off of their relationship with their mom. Ultimately, I do think a dude's relationship with their mom, or at least like strong female figures in their life model their relationships with women like in general or with men in general so i think mommy issues are a thing definitely a big deal i think a lot of dudes have mommy issues we don't talk about it but yeah 
it's just those are my initial thoughts what do you think very interesting very interesting i i like i feel like you came in with a lot of like um without doing any research you came in with a lot of like intellect here because i did do a little bit of background here because this is something i want to talk about here because i think you brought up you know the the person who loves their let's not use the word love because i'll bring something in and just one second i'm going to use the word like attached or maybe like respects um their, yeah. their their motherly figure a lot and then the person who is kind of like very neglectful of like their motherly figure right because yeah. i feel like when you talk about daddy issues it's always one type it's the dead neglect dad. yeah <laughs> the deadbeat dad they're either gone from the picture they might be in the picture but they're very abusive they don't show any sort of affection but there's never like this uh, picture of the overbearing dad. There probably mm. exists, but it's so rare that it's not like a thing in society, right? Yeah. Um, yep. But I think with mom, <laughs> that's wild. That says so right. <laughs> right. You know what I that's mean? That's so like, true, no, though. Yeah. There is no yeah. such thing as the overbearing, overbearing dad, like, dad yeah. in society. Yeah. Like yeah. for both sexes too. Like there's no no such thing, right? Mm. Um, but for moms, I think it, it can go one of two ways. Obviously, you can have the deadbeat mom, just like the deadbeat dad. But for me, I would argue that those are more proponents of, um, at least according to the research I did, which is light research, <laughs> like 10, 20 minutes cool? of research, uh, the deadbeat mom is more apparent in single parent households where, I mean, mm. at that point, there's a lot more issues going on there too. Like, um, yeah. But they do happen. But m- there's also this idea of the overbearing mother, right? You know, the mom who is controlling who their kids like are friends with. A mom that, you know, um, they kind of like, it's always communicated as love. And from the mom's mm-hmm. perspective, it probably is. It, it, yeah. it, in their mind, it probably is love. But at the end of the day, it's, it's quite overbearing and it's controlling. Um, and it results in someone who kind of, quote unquote, respects or pays attention to the mom's example more often than not. And mm-hmm. this isn't actually just like, like I know earlier we were talking about, you know, the, 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 the what's it called? The daddy versus mommy issues. But like, mm-hmm. this is actually something I think the overbearing mother that is just as prevalent in males as females too. Like you mm. see this a lot in females where it's like, don't dress this way. Like mm. you, you're mm. controlling the way their weight is or how yeah. they look like physically. Fair, right? fair, fair, um, fair. You're right. You're so it's interesting because right. you started off right with that. Like, oh, the person who loves yeah. so much. And then the, yeah. So I was going to say, yeah, like, okay, I'm going to self-confess here. Like I might have some mommy issues. Okay. But I think mine is mild. Okay. Cause like, okay. I think it's, it's something I'm aware of. Yeah. Well, I would say it was worse before. Like, you know, like I was aware of it and like, you know, it like used to make me react certain ways. And like, like uh, my communication with women is not always as direct or as open as it should be. Okay. You know what I mean? And, and I was feeling this yeah, it comes from there. Right. So like in that sense, I've experienced that. And again, I know a lot of mama's boys. Like I, like I know a lot, like, you know, and I feel like, and, I say I know mama's boys and I'm not even saying this to disrespect them because a lot of these people are my friends, like my really close friends. So mm-hmm. It's like so at some point I admire their relationships with their moms, right? But I've seen like, oh, okay. <laughs> like I can see what your relationship, how your relationship with your mom affects or in my mind, right? Because I don't know if this is true or not. This is just my reaction to what's going on. How that affects your other interactions with women and stuff like mm-hmm. that, right? And like, you know, like some like I've just seen like some differences. So so in that sense, I feel like I've had some firsthand experience with people like dudes that have mummy mummy issues. And like the real thing is like when you say mommy issues, I say mummy issues. 
You know, real, mm. when he said when when he said mommy issues, first thing that came was the overbearing mom, and that's where I started mm. with. But then I had to go to the uh, the other side of things because I was like, oh, I think I've experienced that as well. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that was kind of like an afterthought. So yeah, I know. Like I've definitely, I've definitely experienced that, and. You know, like, it's great that we're talking about this because, like, now, like, right before this, like, I'm speaking about, like, me communicating, like, interesting intentions to women. And, like, right. and, like, and, like, we were transitioning this now to, like, okay, how do you talk to, like, the core lady in your life? And and I think, man, this is something that, like, men and mothers might need to discuss a little bit more because I don't know that mothers know that the way they treat their kids, the way they treat their sons and daughters, like you mentioned, the way they treat their kids really kind of helps shape the way their kids see that same sex, right? Like, same with dads, right? I don't think dads knew that as well. But, like, now, like, the whole deadbeat dad thing is like, hey, you guys, the narrative is that deadbeat dads create um women who are, who tend to be more sexually frivolous, is that uh, PC enough? <laughs> sure. Yeah, who tends to be more sexually and like you know for for dudes, it's it's just it ends up being I don't know if like that's a narrative, that's a whole right. social stigma. That's I, I don't I, think there's a correlation there. I think no, yeah, like fully, like don't get me wrong, stigma always comes. I do think it has some, yeah, it definitely has some truth to it. I don't know if like we speak enough about like oh the the equivalent for that in most men is. All these men that just don't know how to channel their their anger, or all these men that just don't know how to talk to women and just end up doing like really awkward things that like right. well, you know like like that's that's usually like some some dudes just don't know how to behave around women, just do like awkward weird shit. Those are usually like the freakiest things, right? And like yeah, like it's like that's how it manifests. Like if you see a man that can't express himself comfortably in front of a woman like you know it kind of stems from that i don't know if that's spoken it, about it, enough. It, that it, it actually does directly like yeah. one of the biggest um i think psychological factors from an overbearing mother is insecurity in mm. in the especially male sons right yeah. male sons jesus <laughs> no, no, <you're> good, <laughs> um, no in, in their sons right because the, yeah. the main component there is and you you can you can kind of understand this at, at a high level right like Oh, if your mom is the type of person to be like, yo, what I'm doing is correct. Like, don't do what you're doing. What I'm doing is correct. Like, don't even think about like having your own thoughts. Just do this. Mm -hmm. Right. It doesn't allow the guy, the guy starts thinking, okay, my ideas and decisions are incorrect. I need to start following this. And then naturally down the road with their interactions with other women, it starts to be like, I need to listen to everything this girl says. And you can understand, especially from the dating dynamic, that is the worst thing to do. Like, worse. Do not want yeah. to be doing what these people are saying because that <laughs> way more unattractive to you, right? Yeah, you got to. Everyone loves, res loves resistance, especially when right. they're like, yo, stand your ground. And right. guys do too. You know what everyone. I mean? Guys, guys love we it. We do. We love that. Shit. A little bit we more. Yeah, it's just like, yeah. yo, like I have a mind of my own. And no, you're, you're spot on with the whole insecurity. And I guess, like, another way is saying this at least in experiences that I've seen is the dudes just second guess every tiny little interaction that they have with a woman. It's like right. she frowns her face and immediately they think, Oh fuck. Like, like dude, like she might just have like something came on her nose or something. Okay. And like now she's, she frowned her yeah. face to like kind of scratch it. Cause she wants to look pretty and not mess up her makeup. 
You know what I mean? Like, like, uh, like, a, uh, like an insecurity would just be like, oh man, like, oh, I'm so sorry. Like, you know, like I didn't mean to do this or like, you know, like, oh, like, you know, it's just treating her like she's made of glass and stuff like that. And it's like, no, exactly, she's a yeah. human being. Like, she's not like a pet or like, you know, some kind of like ornament <laughs> that you, you need you, to like. You make buff. everything about yourself, but in a negative way. You know, negative way. So yeah, no, and I've, <laughs> I've experienced that and like, I've seen dudes and, I don't know, like, that all women know this, you know, like, some dudes just are super awkward and, like, with their relations with, like, you know, women and stuff. And, like, yeah, women, yeah. It's, it's something to, <laughs> something to touch on. Unfortunately, because I feel like this is, like, one of the things I want to kind of lay down on the, on, on, as well is, like, this is not, like, a mom's fault, right? Because Mm-mm. I believe everyone is a product of, like, you know, their circumstances. They're, yeah. So, ultimately in some ways like this might be like the mom's partner's fault or like the previous generation for creating like relationships where the women cannot be attached to their partners so that when they have sons they become drastically over attached to their sons sons. like this is by no means like a direct like oh like this is messed up we need to be better but it's like everyone suffered and like as long as we understand maybe and look into the root reason why these happen, we can understand and like make changes, right? Um, you're, you're so, spot on all I'm that. saying is like, I am like, I'm one of those people who was very, very insecure in the dating scene. And a lot of that I can attribute to my relationship with my mom. Um, so like, well, these like, oh, I know these guys, like one of them is me, by the way, like audience. <laughs> but um, I guess my main point there is like, it would be easy uh, in, in correlation with what I was just saying, it'd be easy for me to be like, I am a product of my like upbringing and this is who I am. And if I were to stand by that, I'd be right. You know what I mean? But I was like, you know what? Like, fuck it. Like this is, and you know, I'm still working on this, but it's like, this is who I am, but I'm not going to be this way. I'm just going to be a little bit better. I'm going to try and talk to people. I'm going to try to, you know, get the things I want out of this. And over time you just become more comfortable. Right. Yeah. I remember I I was like telling like the boys, like in university, I think when, Mm -hmm. I was in my first like kind of long-term relationship and I was like, wow, I think this person actually finds me attractive. And I remember like a lot of my friends were like, what are you talking about? Like, obviously, right? Like, that's like, why do you think she's even talking to me? But like, that wasn't <laughs> something that even clicked in my head because it's like, I remember growing up, it would be like, yo, like you you need to lose weight. Like, what are you doing? You don't oh, dress geez. nice. You're slouching yeah. all, all this like stuff. Right. But it's like, yeah. and again, I, I understand it comes from love, but like, I think like at the end of the day, it does have its lasting effects as well. Um, but as the recipient of that, I'm not going to have a victim mentality. I'm just going to no. have to be like, you know, it's, it's time to move forward too. It is. Um, yeah. Before you move on, I was going to say too, because you came clean there. I'm going to come clean too and say like, yeah, I was kind of, I'm kind of, you know, someone that's on the other side of the spectrum with, uh, you know, a little bit of the neglect there. I, I can't say neglect might be a little bit too harsh a word, but you get what I mean? Where you kind of like yeah. wanted more attention than you got, right? And based off of that, like, you just didn't know how to communicate. I would say that's kind of, I would say, the, the aspect of mommy issues that I'm dealing with where, like, yeah, anyways. And, like, maybe, maybe possibly womanize a little bit in my younger years. Right. <laughs> like, just seeking a lot of female attention like to make up for See, all the bro, ones. I'm telling you, I'm, it's, oh. it's, it's, it's baby steps, man. Yeah, to, uh, all steps. the <laughs> seeking excessive female attention to get all the uh, attention I didn't get. But then I'd say something that helped me at least, you know, in realizing where I am and trying to not was when I just started to see my mom less as my mom and more Mm -hmm. as like, you know, just like another human being that, you know, just has like, you know, her flaws and like she has like her personality quirks 
And like, like it's funny because like now I just started treating like my mom like kind of like woman. You know what I mean? Like the woman that I see, and it's like, and it's funny. I'm gonna say some shit off air, not on air, yeah. <laughs> to Luke about what I just said now. Where it's kind of like you know, like I tend to ghosts and things like that, and that that does mirror <laughs> my relationship with my mom as well. <laughs> It always does, bro. It yeah, where it's like, yeah, I just don't talk to her as much as I probably should. And it's like, yeah, the same thing I do with girls. It's like, I just don't. So it's like, yeah, like just seeing her, seeing her that way and speaking to her the way I speak to like my mother. And it just lets me, like, it lets me gauge, like, you know what I mean? Like, my mom's like kind of like a barometer for the way I should like converse and treat these ladies. Cause it's like, my mom's like, yo, like, don't, don't like text me. Like, you know what I mean? If she wants to say, text me more frequently or text me like this, text me like that. I usually find like other women say similar shit. And I'm like, oh my god, you guys are all just fucking the same. But yeah, that's something that can help possibly just you know treating your mom the way you treat other women, or treating other women the way you treat your mom, and hopefully, yeah, whatever mommy issues will become very evident when you start doing that, or it will either be fixed one one way or another. But you'll get right. some answers, I'll tell you that. And I think same thing applies for men as well, right? Like, you know, you start once, like, I don't know, I can't speak to women, but once you start seeing your dad, you know, unless as a hero, and like, don't get me wrong, our dads are heroes, but like, just being able to see them as a hero, and then being able to see them as a human as well, and for their flaws, and like, you know, some of the mistakes that they made, and just seeing how you yourself at that age can easily make that mistake, then their influence over you, and you know, some of the hate or strong emotions that you have. Right. I, I feel like maybe it's even just like the root of most times people expect things from others in areas that they lack the most. Mm. Um, although like, the, you know, like the, the thing mm. you read in books and the stereotype is exemplify leadership and expecting others what you expect yep. for yourself. Right. But I think yep. in general, it's actually tends to be the opposite. Mm. Um, and with that kind of in mind, right, like I think the most important thing to just keep in mind is obviously the, the baseline is everyone's human. Yeah. But if you want someone to change, they're not going to do that like as a status quo, considering how they are. So you can only kind of change yourself to adapt to their, like, I guess, consistency better. Fair, fair. Yeah, no, you can only change yourself to adapt to their consistency better. Right. Yeah, no, that's true. They, Make so, living just, easier in general. Yeah. But keep going. I, I know this topic started off with like mommy and daddy issues, but mostly like mommy issues because I want to talk more about like that. It is, it is a thing. Mm-hmm. The other thing that I want to kind of communicate at the end of the day, because it did kind of get a little bit more personal. We started talking, I guess, about our parents is your parents don't have to be the type of person you expect them to be for you to respect and love them. And they shouldn't mm-hmm. be, like mm-hmm. they shouldn't have to be the type of people you expect them to be for you to have that baseline level of respect and love. True. Um, Obviously, there's extreme examples with abusive parents and things like that. But I think, you know, no one's parents, just as like their friends, just as their girlfriends are the people we expect them to be. That's that very true. Parents love them and respect them. Right. And we have to help them at the end of the day. So you do. That's my spiel. No, no, I appreciate that. But yeah, no, we touched on something and like, yo, man, I was watching um, Kendrick Lamar video today. Like apparently he was no, in Ghana. Mario Ghana? Yeah. 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 Did you see yeah. the video? Yeah. yeah. And then like he was just talking about like him having to come to terms with therapy and, and going there. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Mommy issue dudes, myself included. Okay. Never spoken about it. Like, honestly, what what actually came to mind is I feel like there should be family therapy where mm. it's like, you know, there's couples therapy. I think family therapy should be like a huge thing. And uh, I know I was speaking with a friend and she kind of mentioned that where like, you know, you and your dad 
have to go in. Like, you know, not to kids, like to like adults and shit. Cause like, you know, you and your right. parents have to go in and like dig deep, like into like, you know, some of these like traumas and stuff. Like, you know, like um um back home, like I know like, you know, people can be like uber spiritual and shit. And like you're always just like generational curses and familial curses. And like to me, like obviously I, I got first thought like those are super esoteric. Like what is what does that mean? Like a generational curse. Like when like no one's cursing you. Like you know what I mean? I'm not like but then like I just started to think about it where it's like, oh no, these are just like familial traits. Like, oh your dad is like an alcoholic and like you watch your dad be an alcoholic while yes. you were a kid. And then you got super frustrated with your dad's behavior. And because you're always frustrated with how your dad was behaving at 16, you start drinking. And now at 22, like, <laughs> drinking is all you know. And at, like, 30, nigga, guess what? You have a comedian um, excuse <laughs> To, you know, to, like, just always keep drinking. And now, like, guess what? Pops is an alcoholic. Now his son is an alcoholic, too. And it's it's all just, and like, that's not, like, a generational curse. Like, no one cursed you guys to be alcoholics. It, it is, just though, like, to an extent, right? Like, uh, because of the... Yeah, the well, spring, like, the, the root, yeah, I'm just saying, like, like if, if so, you're right. Like, I'm giving an example of a generational curse, but, like, in the way it actually manifests itself and not, right. you know, super... Like, I would say, like, you know, something, speaking about familial therapy, if, like, a kid is like, hey, man, I want to go to therapy about this, like, my dad's, like, an alcoholic, and I think it's affecting me. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you know, like, or, like, you just go to therapy, you say, I need to go to therapy, and, like, you know, therapists will always ask you questions. That's kind of, like, all they do. They ask you questions, and they listen, and then all of that will come in, right? You know, like, oh, like, like I think that's something that, that might be missing where it's, like, we're able to like detect this and like, you know, figure out like, you know, familial trauma or trauma that's passed down from father to son, you know, like where your parents, maybe your mom, like, you know, I know someone where like, you know, their mom has certain fears and like, and my friend I see, and like, again, Luke was mentioning like, look, I'm funny enough. Like, I mean, you might have your issues, but like, I know so many people like, like way worse than you. <laughs> like, like I actually know like a bunch of mama's boys. Like I love them, love them, but I know mama's boys and I get along just cause you know, you guys can get in touch with your feelings. All this to say, not, not, not even you, but like where his mom has certain fears and like, I know his mom and his mom has instilled all these fears in him. And I'm like, bro, like, this is one of those, like, I love your mom and all, but this is always one of those things where I always thought was irrational. Like, are you telling me you're on this wave too? And it's like, what do you even mean, man? And I'm like, oh, fuck. Okay. Sorry, my bad. Like, they are, obviously. <laughs> like, like, you know what I mean? Like, I was like, oh, my bad. That came out wrong. That's not how I meant it. I was just like, oh, shit. I can't believe, you know. You know what I mean? And things like, so, yeah, all of this to say, if if it can happen, if your parents be open to it, I might, I don't know. Yeah, that, that might be something I play with too in the near future. Like, you know, familial therapy sessions, like, you know, like, you know, girls and their deadbeat dads and like, you know, dudes and their deadbeat and such. I think the, the, moms. the main... And even girls and moms too and dads mm. and dads. I think the, the problem with things like, again, I, we'll close it off after this just because we're, we're okay. coming to time here. I think the problem with this, and this is like a bigger problem as of all society. It's like, well, you were talking about like two or three episodes ago where it's like, when you get rich, you get hot. Like mm. the people who need familial <laughs> therapy the most are probably the least likely to go. And they mm. probably are the least likely uh, to have access to things like that. Mm. Not only are they like, quote unquote, I can't think of a better word right now, but quote unquote ignorant, mm. um, or they have a certain belief about what therapy is. They're also probably not in a financial standing to get therapy to be able to get family. there. 
right? Yeah. So it's like one of those things where pro- people probably go to family therapy, but the problem is like their families are probably not as dysfunctional on the uh, entire spectrum of family. Yeah, of things. Yeah, but right. yeah, they're no, probably saying shit on. like, "Oh, why does she act out and say this thing?" And it's like, <laughs> dude, you don't understand. Like across no. the world, there are a thousand worse things being said every day, and like mm-hmm. your daughter, quote unquote, acted out like this one nah, time you, this month yeah you like know? chill but out anyway. man it's not that crazy but spot okay. on about that spot on okay um so guys uh let's get on to the community highlights here um starting off with our usual you got something to listen to oh is it listen to is that our usual i thought we started with read and then it's usually oh, yeah, well, I'm, I'm just auto skipping that do you have something oh she's okay yeah like i just came up with some bullshit actually that i was gonna roll <laughs> so i've been obsessed with some viking like we just viking mythology and shit so okay. there's this viking saga that's what they call like viking mythology it's a viking saga called the tale of ragnar lothbrok and his sons so that, okay, I was doubting you until you said that title. I was like, that, yeah, yeah, yes. <laughs> yeah, what do you Okay, I said it was bullshit just because, like, I'm like, it's a saga, is like a is like a mythological book, like a fucking uh, recommendation, but yeah, whatever. Go check that out if you're ever interested. Yeah. <laughs> That's my recommendation. Okay, well, oh, I God. clearly have already outed myself and I have nothing, so what do you have no, to but- Okay. Um. Ah, great question. I'm just gonna recommend Devito. Um. So, oh, actually, never mind. I got a couple. So, yeah, he dropped a new song called Watawi, W A T A W I, and he dropped it with uh, C K, and Focalistic. And C K is that. Um. Whatever. Really popular guys, and then um, there's another one, um, Ashake. It's called "Peace Be Unto You," um, by Ashake Music. Shit is lit. It's litter than anything else. It's a great song, and then um, yeah, I think that's kind of about it for me. Ooh, I heard Westside Boogie dropped an album. I have not, yes, I have not heard it, but uh, I saw that he dropped that, so I'm definitely going to have to check that out. I advise everybody else to check it out. I do not know the name, and I'm sure Luke does. Right, so, will. yeah, that was actually going to be my shout-out. More uh, more Black Superheroes. More Black Superheroes. Is the title of the album. I, um, As you guys might have heard, um, I discovered Boogie by accident because I ordered tickets <laughs> to what I thought was a Boogie with the Hoodie concert, but it was Boogie. <laughs> And I showed up and I was very pleasantly surprised. So I started really listening to his music. Um, I really did like this album. I feel like it's a lot slower. The only like real, like, I guess, quote unquote, hype song would be I, which like came out like beforehand. And also like Anthony, um, which is like the last song. But I really mm-hmm. like Stuck. I like Nonchalant. I like the Spino song. I don't know what that is off the top of my head. Personally, this is a like a, a top five album of the year for me so far um so can't get over you with smino and tizo touchdown i'm a fan of tizo touchdown he's uh yeah boogie uh and also if you guys didn't know boogie actually co-wrote a song on mr morale um so he was uh he was a ghostwriter for that album uh he wrote um some chicks lyrics i forgot for which specific song so I'm excited. Okay. I'm excited to see where he's going. And now I want to give a shout out to another artist that I really like, but I don't think Dia and Aria really enjoy very much. His name is Joji. Um, 
So, you know, um, released a new song, Glimpses of Us, uh, sorry, Glimpse of Us, which I find very emotional. I'm a senti boy. It's a, it brings tears to my eye. I decided to buy tickets to go see him in September because of results. So, yeah, uh, that's my two song recommendations. Jeez. Okay. Yeah, no, like, I, I'm like, yeah, I'm not as big a Joji fan as you, but like, his music is pretty nice. His music is pretty okay, nice. Okay. Maybe, yeah, maybe I was being rude there then. No, 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 you're fine. You're fine. Like, I know what you mean. We just don't love him as much as you do. And I think the song you were talking about was me. Okay. Yeah. Can't go to over you. Um, okay. So, uh, something to watch this week. The watch no no um yeah i'm i'm not watching anything new um i'm watching obi-wan kenobi which has been great i think i've recommended that but yeah no i don't think i do Mm. okay we're gonna leave that as nothing then i have i have one shout out which is just master chef um they a new season came out on netflix and i watched everything besides the finale so I'm excited. I liked it. I like it. I like the I like the chefs that were present there. Um, and then I want to actually give an anti shout out because I feel like this is something that like we should do every once in a while. Watch okay. this new Netflix movie called Spiderhead. And I saw that it, it it was really like just one of these movies that I felt like had so much potential, and then. Near Miles like the Teller, end of it. I thought it was going to be a great movie, but and the Chris on. Hemsworth and uh, like yeah. just like so like so many like the concept Stars. was cool, and then near the end, I started like to have this fear. I was like, I really hope the twist is not this because there's like a twist, but it's like like they kind of went with the most obvious oh, twist possible. Fuck. So I was like, it's just so obvious it can't be this, and then it was oh, that, man. and then it just played out in like. It was one of those movies that was setting itself up to be so amazing and it just took the worst route possible, like at the end there. It's like, you know, like the the, the NBA superstar who like gets one injury, like a light injury and is off for a season and just mm. becomes like a drug addict or something. It's like, <laughs> it's like what? Like, we do have those, yeah. <laughs> right, it's like, what? Like this is the worst case that could have possibly happened. So Jeez. I want to give an anti-shout out. It's a spider head. Do not watch that. Save yourself an hour and 50 minutes because that is not worth the time. Wild because now I think I want to watch it, but like I'm going to just, yeah. I don't know Maybe how I'm going to battle Maybe this. Yeah. <laughs> but we'll like, thanks for, thanks for this anti shout out. That's new. Okay. Well, guys, um, thank you guys for taking the time to listen. This was episode 64 of the Three Wise Guys podcast. And it's been Luke signing off saying one love. And yeah, this is Delapo signing off as well. One love, my people.